The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masichet Sota has been dedicated by our good friends and Talmud, Mr. Haimi and Dina Dana, for the success of their children and especially the Fuashirema Moshe Ben Dina. Ruach Hashem can have again Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Amen. The Fuash Shalemah. Sarah, Ruhamah, Bat Rachel. The Sarah, Bat Rachel. Moshe Ben, Yenah. Moshe Ben Rachel. El Narifanah. El Narifanah. El Narifanah. For the nefesh, for the goof. For the time, Kribal, Bab Khinin, Rasul, and Omar. Amen. When the Gemara on daf mem, Amud Rishon, we are discussing now the subject that was talking about the different minhag to say different pesukim at the time that the Kohanim are making the Berachah. The logic to say these pesukim was, uh, it's an uh, indication that you're receiving the Berachah, and you're uh, gracious to receive the Berachah, so therefore you're acknowledging it by saying a certain pesukim uh, of, uh, that also refer to uh, Berachot. Now we said that there's a special three pesukim that are said during a regular Shahrit, special pesukim that are said during a Musaf, Special calling the Rasul Minhavit Ta'anit, as well as Ne'ilah on Yom Kippur. Each one of those tifilot, there are special pesukim that are said during the Birkat Kohanim. There was a Mahlokit, it should be noted, exactly when those pesukim are said. One Shita said it is said uh, after every pasuk, after the first pasuk, the second or third pasuk, and one Shita said it is said every time Hashem's name is mentioned uh, in the Birkat Kohanim, which is three times. Uh, there was another mahlukir as well. Uh, how is it said? One shita said, uh, you say one pasuk per pause, and the other shita said, you say three pesukim at each interval. Now, exactly, the Gemara is going to go into where this minhag was. Where was it done? In Bet Megdash area or even outside? Comes the Gemara and says, we are going to start. But the first word on the line is Peligi. It's three, four, five, six, seven lines down. Peligi bar of Mori Verazvid. Had Amar Pesukale Kabir Pesuk. Actually, we read that yesterday, but read it again. Pesukale Kabir Pesuk. One Pasuk for one Pasuk. Which means, for every pause, you read one of those three Pesukim. Had Amar Akol Pesuka Amar Lehu Nekulihu. At each pause, at each interval, you say all three Pesukim. Amar Fayabarava Kola Omran bin. Anybody that says these Pesukim during Kohanim outside the Bet HaMikdash area is making a mistake that she says on the fourth line basically really said for the holy name that is only said in the Bet HaMikdash so anybody that says it outside these Pesukim is making a mistake I'll prove it to you. Which was even in the Beit HaMikdash, if it wasn't for the reason we're going to give, 
He really should not have said these three pesukim either. Klum yesh lechar evet shemevarchin oto ve'eno ma'azin. Yeah, really, even the Mikdash is not respected. You're gonna, you're gonna, someone's blessing you. Is it the derich eretz that you're not paying attention when somebody's blessing you? So even in the Beit Hamikdash, were it not for the fact that we want to give kavod to the name of the Shekhinah, we do it do away with that over there either, because it's not normal when a person's getting blessed and he should interrupt it uh, by talking. But what for the kavod Shekhinah? So now we're not, but certainly we're not going to do it in the givudim. Certainly we're not going to do it outside. He comes along and goes the other way. He says, really, in Givulim, it would be proper to say the Pesukim. When a servant is getting uh, blessed, doesn't he show uh, that he wants to receive the Berachah? How does he show that? Why are you acknowledging it? And therefore, this is also uh, a way of showing that the Berachah is hashuv and uh, important to the person uh, by giving him uh, gratitude, by saying the Pesukim. Amar he says, initially, Rabbi who says, I used to say these three Pesukim in the Givulim. I used to say the uh, Pesukim, What I saw Rabbi Abad in Ha'ako, that he was not saying the Pesukim, I also stopped saying it. The Shohanuk does bring down that it is not proper. To really say any pesukim uh, during the time of the um, of the berkat kohanim. B'sha'ash mevarchin. I'm reading a Maran in Shulchan Aruch Siman Kuf Chavchetz If Chavav. B'sha'ash mevarchin en lomar shum pasuk. Dichlum yesh evet mevarchin otov eno ma'azin. With the sefer of the Gemara, does the servant get blessed and uh, he's not listening? Just keep quiet and listen to the Beracha. Then he says the Ramah brings down that they stretch the Kohanim. The Kohanim also used to stretch it as well. So they say Pesukim. It's really better not to say Pesukim at the time of the Berkat Kohanim. Now, this is the end of the surya of uh, Kohanim. It's worthy to go back for a moment to read the Rashi on yesterday's Amuchini. Lamitet Amuchini is a very important Rashi that actually gives us now the entire order of how Kohanim is supposed to be made. It's Lamitet Amudbet Rashi Dibura Matril La'akor Raglehim. It's on the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th line down. Actually, 9 lines down. Yesh Mod Mikan. This is the order of the Siut Kapayim. Right? He moves his legs during that say, makes the Hiratzon the pre-Hiratzon. And she tells us Hadush here that he's supposed to stretch the Hiratzon that he makes before Berkat Kohanim, which means until. They finish at Tov Shemchal Chana Ele Hodot. So the answering of Amen will be going on the Beracha as well as the Yiratzon of the Kohen. He listens. As he's saying the Yiratzon lowly to himself, he waits for the Hazan to get the Tov Shemchal Chana so they'll simultaneously finish at the same time. If there's two or more Kohanim, of course we learned the Kohanim are called, called the word Kohanim. 
But if he's only one, Eno Korevu Machzir Panav Be'elav, he just turns around by himself. Kedah Ba'yeh, after he finishes saying the word after the last amen on the word after the sibur ends amen they turn around back around Back to the sibur, vechofefin kishten. They put their hands down. Im rotsim if they want. Veshali asmur matchil sim shalom. And the hazam uh, begins sim shalom. From the Gemara was mashma at this point that they actually have to wait until the hazam starts sim shalom for them to turn around. And that's the way Shochan Aruch says as well. In any event, ma'kohanim padadim rebonosh el olam. Asinu mash gazal ta'alim. That special post rebonosh el olam umarichin ba. And they stretch that until the Berachav Sim Shalom is over. And so everybody will answer Amen on that as well as his Berachim. And after Sim Shalom is finished, then they're okay. They're able to go back to the sea. So that's a comprehensive review by Rashi there, step by step, exactly how the Berkat Kwanim is made. Comes the Gemara and says, Initially, have Amina and Vetana Ana. Initially, I thought that I was humble. Kevan da Hazina lil Rabbi Abad min Akko, but when I saw Rabbi Abad from Akko, the Amar Iu had Tamad. When he used to give a Shiur, he used to explain the idea that he was saying with one Sevara. Ve'amar amore had Tamad, but his interpreter would give a different reason for the logic. And Rabbi Abad Minako wasn't angry, there wasn't Makpid against his interpreter. No, there's that interpreter is explaining the Shi'ud to the Sibur. I said, I am not humble. Which means I saw the degree of humility that Rabbi Abad Minako, that even though his uh, interpreter would add to the Devret Torah that he said, no, the interpreter has to keep to what was, uh, what was said. And he would come along and give an additional Sivara. Over and above them with Rabbi Abba bin Akwan. He didn't get angry at him. So therefore, you see, he says, Well, I thought I was humble, but I'm not humble. Now, the Benish Hai says over here, He said, What do you mean? What kind of person should say such a thing? Well, I thought I was humble. So, explanation is that he meant to say, Not that he accomplished humility, he was saying he was born with him, he had a natural uh, tendency towards humility. So, therefore, he wasn't boasting of any personal accomplishment. He was saying, I thought I was just humble naturally the way I was born, but I see really that. There's people that are more humble than me. Umay and Vitenuted Rabbi Abu. What where do you see the humility of Rabbi Abu? Damra la debitum Damore de Rabbi Abu Le Debite de Rabbi Abu. The wives, the wife of the interpreter of Rabbi Abu and the wife of Rabbi Abu had a conversation. What did the wives tell each other? So the wife of the interpreter says like this, My husband doesn't need your husband. Which means even though he's his interpreter, he's just as smart, he's just a big hakam, and and that when he bends over to listen to what your husband's saying, not because he doesn't know what he's saying, he's just giving him respect. Which means that Babu was related, well not related, but was very connected uh, to the Caesar. So that she says, Yekarad Malchuta. Uh, out of respect for his connections with the Caesar, my husband gives your husband respect. But they don't need him. This is the way the Amura, the, the interpreter's wife, is telling the Abu's wife. As that they did to the Amra, the Abu's wife, 
goes and tells Ruhu what, what the wife of the interpreter said. Amarla, umay nefkalich. Mina, what do you care from what she said? Mini umine yitkales Allah. From me and from him, the Allah, the God in heaven, will be praised. Which is, what do you care? For both praise, who cares who's better, who's smarter? Bottom line, both of us are involved in the uh, producing uh, Torah to the Simur. So who cares who gets the credit? Who cares who knows more, who knows us? Mini umine. From me and him yitkales Allah. God will be praised. So it didn't bother him. So you see, he was, uh, he was humble. There was another story. The rabbis decided they wanted to make Rabbi Abu the Rosh Hashivah. But when he saw his calling Rabbi Abad bin Ako, he had a lot of debt. He owed a lot of money. There's a greater rabbi than me. Uh, and therefore he allowed... Rabbi Abad bin Akko to assume the position because in the olden days the Rosh Hashiva they used to make him wealthy because the Pasuk says that Kohen Agadol Me'ehav that the Kohen had to be Kohen Agadol had to be rich why? so people would respect him so it says that if he doesn't have money it says Gedleu Meshelehav that his brothers couldn't even have to make sure that they make him rich so therefore he saw that the Rabbi needed money because he had a lot of debts so you know what? He passed up the Kavod you know, normally a person wants to have such a prestige to have to be the Rosh Hashiva See, Rabbi Abu was humble. He gave it to somebody else. Yomana tells the story now. Rabbi Abu, Rabbi Chayyabar Abba, Ikle'u lahu atra. These two rabbis, Rabbi Abu and Rabbi Chayyabar Abba, they got to a certain place. The Benish Hai says it was on Shabbat. Rabbi Abu, Darash Ba'agata. Rabbi gave a shiur of Agada. Stories of the, uh, you know, stories. Agada. Rabbi Chayyabar Abba, Darash Bishmahta. But Rabbi Chayyabar Abba, he gave a shiur on Halakha. It was on Shabbat. Shabkua kula'amad Rabbi Chayyabar Abba, all the students, they left the Halakha Shi'ur to go listen to the Agadah Shi'ur. Agadah Shi'ur is easier. So what happened? He got upset. That all the rabbi, all the students are leaving him and they're going to another rabbi. So Rabbi Abu wanted to appease I'll give you an analogy. He said, one is a jeweler. He sells precious stones. And one sells uh, cheap items, 99 cent items. That she says, uh, you know, items that uh, the ladies use for uh, sewing and weaving and needles and things like that. Cheap items. Who has more customers? Right? The 99 cent store has more customers. Why? People can afford it's cheaper. We're trying to say your place is like a jewelry store. You have less people because it's expensive item. Very difficult and all that. So you shouldn't think that it's on the contrary. I'm selling uh, cheap goods. So that's why we're trying to appease them. Every day, Rabbi used to escort Rabbi Abu to his lodging. Because out of respect of his connections to the Caesar. However, on the contrary, that day, Rabbi felt bad for the Rabbi Abu, so he escorted him, and still, he was not appeased. It bothered him. Why did it bother him? So, so if I should explain over here, he wasn't appeased. So they say different reasons. One reason was he felt that the only reason why they left his shi'ud is because of Hayab al-Abba, Rabbi Abu was giving his shi'ud in Agadah. 
He held that he shouldn't be giving a shur in Agadah on Shabbat. He should have been giving a, a, a shur in Halakha. Because on Shabbat he's supposed to learn Halakha. So he said, if you would have been, been giving Halakha shur, so there would be two Halakha shur, so therefore they, they wouldn't be able to escape. So that's why he was uh, upset. And others explained that he was upset because he thought that maybe he wasn't explaining correctly. That maybe the students were leaving because there was a lack in him that he wasn't uh, explaining it clearly. So therefore, even though he escorted him home to give him uh, you know, a consolation, but it did not appease him. Comes the Gemara and says, when the Hazan gets to the Berachan Amidab Modim, Ha'am Mahim Omrim, what are the people supposed to do at that point? Amar Rav, so Rav says, Modim Anachnu Lach, Hashem Elokeni, we thank you, God, Al She'anu Modim Lach. Thank you for giving us the opportunity that we're able to thank you. Which is the, it's a zikhut that God gives us that we're able to praise Him. So therefore He said, Modim Anachnu Lach, what are we thanking you on? That you gave us this ability <coughs> to attach ourselves to you and give you praise. Shmuel says, not only are you supposed to say that, but you also say, Which means, God created mankind, for the purpose of praising you. Not only that, God created the world. You sit in a sheet in order that what? We should have the zikhut to praise you. The rabbis of Nadea said, Meshemed Rabbi Shimai. Berachot, Fahadot, Shabchai Gadol. We give blessing and appreciation to your great name. You sustain us both physically and spiritually. The fact that we're able to praise you. Rabbi Haber would finish the Modim like this. You should continue to giving us life and stability and to gather us and bring us from the exiles to your to the to the Hatzel of the Beit Hamikdash. The Shmor Hokeka, so we can continue to keep your Hokim and to fulfill your will wholeheartedly. That's why we say all of them, which means we take all the opinions of all the rabbis that each added something to this modim. That's why that modim is called modim de rabbanan. Why? Because it's a compilation of all the different rabbis that gave their text in the Beracha itself. Hence, Modim the Rabbanan. One question was asked, why do you have to say anything at Modim? Which means, in all the other Berachot and we just answer Baruch Baruch Shemo and Amin. So why all of a sudden, when it comes to the Beracha Modim, do we have to respond also with the Hazan simultaneously. So I heard one of the Baalim Musar say like this, because the concept of Mudim is really giving thanks to Kadosh Baruch Hu. You can't give thanks by a proxy. When it comes to giving thanks, you have to do it yourself. You can't send somebody, do me a favor, go tell that guy thank you. You have to go yourself and say thank you. So now when it comes to saying Mudim, you can't just say Amen. You know, no, you have to say thank you yourself. That's why we say Mudim with the Hazam. A person should always have fear of the Sibur, which means really should have respect and awe from the Kahal. Every human being should have respect and fear from the Kahal. Why? Shareh was to prove. A proof from the Kohanim. When they bless us, 
they put their back to the Echal and they face the Sibur. Why? Kavod Sibur. Out of respect to the uh, Kahal. So you see, they stand, in, they stand facing us. That shows us that fear of the Sibur. Says David Amelech stood on his, on his feet. And he said, Listen, my brothers and my nation. Now, what do you mean, my brothers and my nation? So the Gemara says, Im ami, ami Make up your mind, is a brother or a nation? If you listen to me, you consider my brothers. Then I'm going to treat you like my nation. I'm going to rule you with a iron fist, with a stick. But you see what? David Amelich opens to his people by calling them his brothers. So you see what? David Amelich had Kavot Sibur. Now it should be noted that this was uh, at a time uh, that uh, David Amelich was collecting money for the. Bet HaMikdash The Pasuk says over here Vayakum HaMedek David Al-Naglav Tariza learns from over here That when one gives Sadaqah Preferably he should do it while he is standing That's why David HaMedek stood up In order to give the Sadaqah And then even he called them Achai, my brothers Comes to give us The Rabbis learn from here De'ena ko'anim la'sha'im la'alot Besandilehem Le'dukhan the fact that the law is that Kohanim are not allowed to go up to the Dukhan wearing shoes. Now what does that got to do with Kavos uh, Sibur? So the Gemara uh, says, V'zehu echad metesha takanot shetkin rabban Yohanan ben Zakai. This is one of nine enactments that Yohanan ben Zakai established. The Gemara says, My ta'ama, what's the reason why Kohanim have to take off their shoes? Lad mishum Kavos Sibur must be because of Kavod Sibur. What's going to happen? You're worried that the, the Kohen is wearing his clothes and he has his shoes on. Now what happens when he lifts his hands up to make the Kohanim? So his pants ride up a little, so his shoes are revealed. And his shoes are filled with mud and things like that. It's not Kavod now for him to stand in front of the Sibur with his dirty shoes showing. So you see what? You have to take off the Kohanim to take off the shoes because of the Anyan of Kavod Sibur. So the Gemara says, "Lab mishum kavod sibud." Is it not because of the respect of the sibud? Amar Hashem, no. Hatam shema nefsekal lerutzua besandalo. The concern over there is that what's going to happen? His shoes might untie. Now, so what? So they untie. Well, he's going to be embarrassed to stand up there with his shoes untied because the people are going to laugh at him. How can this guy have his shoes untied? So what's he going to do? That that azil miktere. He's going to bend over to tie them. Oh, now everybody's saying Kwan, even this guy's tying his shoes. What are they going to say about him now? The Amri bin Girushao bin Halutsao. Say, it must be a Pasul. Because otherwise, why is he saying Kwanim? Oh, must be this is his trick. He's tying his shoes, so they have to say the Benakab the Kwanim, because must be he's not a Kohen. So that's where it started, not to wear shoes when the Kohanim go up. Comes the uh, Shohana Ruk on this, and uh, he writes. It's actually um, in the Rambam as well. Metakanat Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai Shelo Yaalu Akonim Ledukhan B'Mina'alayim Aval B'Bateh Shukayim Shari That would be uh, socks. Socks is permissible. Alright, that's the whole thing was what? And maybe you know, the, the, the shoelace will undo. But that doesn't apply by... Uh, <clears throat> By socks, the yesh machmirim. Okay, we're not machmir on that. Imim shel orak if they're leather. Ben agula kill mikzat mikomot. Some have the place to be mekil mikom makom. 
Okay, but if you have to go up with dirty sandals, things like that, one should not go up with. Okay, very good. So that's Tarakha with that as well. Comes the Gemara continues. Uba Mikdash Berakhaachat. We learned in our Mishnah that in the Bet Mikdash they used to say the Birkat Kuanim as one Berakha. We learned the reason why. Vechol Kachla Malefi She'en Onin Amen B'Mikdash. They did not answer Amen in the Beit HaMikdash that we're going to see immediately. So therefore, it wasn't like in the Givudin where they would answer Amen after each Pasuk. So that was like three different Pasukim. However, in the Beit HaMikdash, they didn't answer Amen. It was considered like all one long Berachah. So comes the Gemara and says, How do you know that they don't answer Amen in the Mikdash? What do they answer after the Berachot in the Mikdash? Baruch, Shem, Kevod, Malchuto, Leonam, Echneemar. We have a Pasuk in Ezra. Kumu ubarichu et Hashem Eloheichem min ha'olam ve'ad ha'olam, which means in the Bera, in the Berachot of the Bet Hamikdash, they used to not say Baruch Ata Hashem Magen Abraham, they would say Baruch Ata Hashem min ha'olam ve'ad ha'olam Magen Abraham. Which means they always enter Berachot talking about the eternity of God min ha'olam ve'ad ha'olam. Uminayin shal kol berachah uberachah that the Hazan says that what tehillah that you have to say a. Praise meaning Baruch Shem Kevodecha Adam Vayet Shnei Emar Di Barichu Shem Kevodecha. That why you have to bless the name of the holy name of God, the respected name of God. How do you say that? Baruch Shem Kevod Malchutom Romam Al Kol Beracha Utila, which teaches us Al Kol Beracha Ubracha Ten Lo Tila. Every Beracha you have to give a praise, so not just an Amen. You have to give a praise. So what did they do in the Beit Hamikdash? They would answer Baruch Shem Kevod Malchuto the Olam Vayed. Now, and that's all because in the Beit Hamikdash they would say Shem and Mefurash. When they would end the Berachot, they would say Yud Ke Vavke, the way it's uh, spelled, and they would have to say Baruch Shem, just like we do in Yom Kippur, as a zikaron to what they did in the olden days, that they would say the Shem and Mefurash, and everybody would uh, fall down on their face and say Baruch Shem Kivon Makuto Olam Vaed. Now, there is one question over here that the Tosafot has. Look at the Tosafot in the top Tosafot over here. <coughs> Tosafot towards the end says over here, Mekom ha'kom ka'azinat shayu matsikim ba'aniyatam baruch shem kemom avoto le'olam ba'ed. But Tosafot's question over here is, you tell me in the Mikdash it's all one beracha. Because they didn't answer Amen. On the contrary, they answered baruch shem kemom avoto le'olam ba'ed. So just like it's divided in the Givurin, it's divided as well in the Beit HaMikdash. So Tosfot says, "V'shema you onim baruch shem kumotol levet ve'altar k'sheyu shumaim shema nechbad v'hanora." Maybe they would say baruch shem immediately when the name of Hashem was mentioned. V'la'yu mamtinim atzuf v'pasuk v'shilayu mafsikin v'pasuk v'pasuk ashuv nukemu berachachat. Maybe since they didn't uh, make a hefsek between the end of the pesukim, it's considered one berachah. Maybe they only interrupted with baruch shem at the time that they heard mefurash. So therefore, at the end of the Honeka, there was no interruption. Like, like in the Gibbalim, they would answer Amen at that point. But Sheikh and uh, in the Beit HaMikdash, they would just say, Honeka, we continue going. That's what it means, Berachachat. There was no Ifsik at the end of the Pesukim. Comes the next Mishnah, Birkat, or Berachot, Kohen Gadol Ketzad. We said that on Yom Kippur, after the Sedra Avodah, after the Avodah Tayom, the Kohen would read the Sefer Torah and he would make eight Berachot. 
The Mishnah is going to tell us exactly the order of the day. It says, Hazan HaKeneset Notel Sefer Torah. Hazan HaKeneset, we would refer to as the Shamosh of the Bet uh, Keneset. That's the one that... Um, He's the one that prepares the teva, prepares all the needs of the of the bet kinesis. It's called the hazan, not like we refer today. Hazan is the cantor. This hazan of the of the bet kinesis is the shamosh. What would he do? Notel sefer Torah. He would take a sefer Torah that the kohen gadol is going to read. Vinotna lo lerosh He would give it to the rosh We would call that the misadir. That's the one that gives out the aliyot. There's a protocol over here. The Rosh Kenes would give the Sefer to the Segan, that's the Viceroy of the Kohen Gadol. And then he would give the Sefer to us on Yom Kippur Day to the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol, he receives it. And he reads on Yom Kippur the first parashat, parashat from the Sefer Torah itself. And then he would roll the Sefer Torah to a few parashat later, to parashat Emor, where he would read the parashat Kippur over there, talks about the Tentei Agbe Asor. Then he rolls the Sefer Torah up and closes it. And he holds it by his, um, his pocket. And then he tells the people, more than I read is written here, which means the Gemara is going to tell us that the first two Perashiot he read from the Sefer Torah. he read. And then uh, when the Metargem, the interpreter, was explaining the last Pasuk of Perashat Aharemot, the Quran had time to roll the Sefer Torah to the next reading without having Torah Sibur, without having the Sibur to have to wait for him to, to roll. When he got to the next Perasha, however, uh, he would read Parashat Emot. Then he would have to go to the book of Bamidvar. Now, it wouldn't be uh, proper for him to roll the Sefer all the way from Vayikra uh, Parashat Emot all the way to Bamidvar to read the next Perasha. That would be Torah Sibur. So he would read the third Perasha by heart. However, he would announce to the people so they shouldn't think that the Sefer Torah is Pasul. He would say, much more than I said here is written in the Sefer. Which means, what, what I said and much more, which is the Sefer Torah is complete. Even when I'm telling you now, it's written in the Sefer as well. Don't think I'm reading it by heart because it's not written in the Torah. Torah is Kashir, but because of Torah Sibur. So therefore, he would read it. And then it says, uh, Right? He would read the Ba'asor, that's in Bamidbar, Perech Kaftet, Pasuk Zayin through Yud Aleph. Okay? The Pikudim is Bamidbar. Kore Alpe, he would read by heart. And after he finishes reading, he would say eight blessings. Number one, Al at Torah. That's the Berachah of Torah, like we know. Ashin at Tananu. That's the Berachah you say after you get the Aliyah. We say Ashin at Tananu. Ve'ala Avodah. That's the Berachah of Ritzeh. Ve'ala Hodayah. That's a special Berachah of Modim that he would say. Ve'al Mechilat Avod. That's Ashin at Tabahatanu. Melech Mohev. Masudayal Avonotin. Like we say in Yom Kippur. Ve'ala Mikdash. He would say Ashir Bachar Ba Mikdash, a special Berakha. Ve'ad Yisrael, that would be a Bukhir Ba'amu Yisrael. Ve'ala Kuanim, he would make a special Berakha, Bukhir Ba Kuanim. Ve'ay Rushalayim, he would make a special blessing, a Bukhir Ba Rushalayim. And then he would make an eighth blessing, which was called Hashi'ar Tefillah, which will wait for the Gemara to explain to us what is this Shi'ar Tefillah. Comes the.
Let's just read the Rashi over here inside. Ach be'asor. That was the second reading he would read. Parashat Shor O'Chesev. That's in Parashat Emor. Hasimuchahi la'haremot. Right, that's next to haremot. So it was time for him to roll it. And the she says that. The she says, V'yachol l'glod sefer Torah l'sham be'od sh'aturgeman metargem mekla'aharot shkut parashat ha'haremot. Right, he has time when the interpreter is explaining the last pasuk that he read from Haremot, he can roll it. Ve'en kan sha'ut k'desh yafsik ha'turgeman. Ve'en kan g'nai l'simur. G'nai means Torah simur. V'golel et ha'torah v'afapish adayin ko yikra ba'asor she'achumashukun. He rolls up the sefer Torah even though he's intending to read a little more. However, he reads it al peh yikra otah. He reads it by heart. Ve'lo yiklos sefer Torah l'sham. Do not roll it to them. Ve'en shu rachok. Everybody's just going to be sitting there doing nothing, waiting for the guy to, to go in to turn the seventh round. No good. It's going to be a genai. Then we said, don't think that the seventh round is pagum. Comes the Gemara and says, You know what we learn from our Mishnah? It's a big mahlokan. Are you allowed to give respect to the student in front of the rabbi? She says, are you allowed to give respect to the less prestigious person in front of the more prestigious person? Well, from Amishnah, you see, you can. Why? Because you see the protocol that the way they used to give the Sefetot to the Kohen Gadol. It started with the Hazan Bet Knesset. He gave the respect to the one that was above him. He gave respect to the, uh, to the uh, from the, what's the words? It was the Hazan Bet Knesset would take it and give it to the Rosh Knesset. Right? Now, he's giving respect to the student, even though there's people that are uh, higher than him. The Sagan is higher than him. So he's respecting the, the less prestigious part of the more prestigious by giving him the Sefer Torah. And then he gives the Sefer Torah to the Sagan, let's say. So you're respecting the student in front of the Kohen Gadol, in front of the Rabbi. So you see from this Kemalah that it's not a problem. You're allowed to give Kemot to the student in front of the Rav. Kemalah says, no proof. No, it's all kavod to the kohen gadol, which means to show how high he is. They show you're all around top, which means you give it first to the hazam b'tekeneset, and then they move it on to the rosh keneset, and to the segan. That's to show how ma'ala ma'ala he's very high. So that's his kavod. Comes kavod continues the kohen gadol or made to be the kore. Right? It says the kohen gadol takes the sefer and he reads. Omed. It says he stands up. Nechlad de yoshevu. It's that he must have been sitting first. Now the question is, how can he sit? We have a rule. That the only ones who are allowed to sit in the courtyard of the Beit HaMikdash are those kings that descend from David HaMelech. Oh, so therefore, God gives special kavod only to Malchut Beit David. Even the angels are not allowed to sit in the Azara. So how can it say the Kohen Gadol gets up? It's Masbah, then he was sitting, and that's not allowed. Now she says, En yeshiva ba'azrat de'en kavod shamayim bekach. Ve'afidu malachia sharet, en lahem sham yeshiva. Dekhtiv omdim mema'alo. Even the angels were standing. Okay? So comes the, and then the, she says the next one, Ela lemalchem betavid, shehalak lehem makom kavod, to show that the kingdom of David Amalek is complete, that's why they were allowed to sit in the Azra. So the Gemara answers, When it says the Azara, it doesn't mean the official courtyard where there's Kedushah, it's the Azat Nashim, 
That's why the only the ladies were that did not have the same kedushab. When there was no ladies. They called it Azat Nashim, but there was no ladies there. The point is, it's not the courtyard that they're referring to where it's Asur for Kuanim to sit. Comes the Gemara and says, Metiveh, we have a question. What's the question? Which means, on the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. Where do they read this? Ba'azara. It says it's read in the Azara. They actually read it on the Temple Mount Shnei'emar. It says in the pasuk vayikra bo lefne archov asher lefne sharamayim. But you see over here that Achamim held that they did it in the Azara. Oh, so then the Azara back to the question: How did he sit? So comes because Amar if it's not beizrat nashim, same point. It's referring to the ezrat nashim, and therefore we have no question. So therefore, there's no problem to say.